Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to the Bronson Beard Podcast. Welcome back to the Brats and Beers podcast. We have an amazing guest joining us today. She is a professional UFC fighter who will be fighting on February 17th at UFC 298. She currently has a 14 and 5 record throughout her career. She is a 5'3 black belt that can kick all of our asses in 10 seconds. Tailgaters, please help me welcome Miranda Fear the Maverick to the show. Woo! Five, three and a half. Listen. Okay, I'll give you the half. I'll give you the half. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for for hopping on today. Um, we're we're excited. You're facing Andrea Lee coming up um, at UFC 298, as I mentioned. Um, just wanted to t- kind of talk a little bit about that. Like she's coming in off of I think three straight losses. Um, you won at 291 last uh, last summer. Um, how's training like? Is there any like oddities in in the training, like going up against her specifically? Uh, well, the oddity, the biggest oddity is that I actually get a full fight camp. So that hasn't happened for quite a long time. I usually take short notices. Um, it's kind of my thing. I try to stay ready and lean so that if they call me on five day notice, I'm ready to go. Um, and my coaches know that too. So a lot of times when we train, it's always like staying ready, stay busy, keep my conditioning up. And this time I had a chance to kind of reset, go spend holidays with family, which was amazing. I had been holidays with my family in about five years so that was cool to be able to go and actually eat thanksgiving and not sit at the table drinking water while everyone else is looking at me funny um same way with christmas got to spend like two weeks there instead of the typical like sorry guys i can only stay for a few days and i have to head back to training so really nice to spend holidays with them come back prepare for a fight that i have scheduled we started at like 10 weeks out so i'm done with it you know i'm ready to just go in there and fight I'm just sick of it at this point. My body is fatigued and it's tired, but I'm counting down the days and I'm feeling strong and I'm feeling good. And this has been a different fight camp because I've gotten to learn because we've had so much time. It's been a real progressive fight camp. Like we have gotten to improve on all these little things that have been problems in the past that of course we work on in trainings, but specifically for this fight, I've had great training partners. Caitlin Chikagian came down from the New York area. Um, Raquel, of course, just got done fighting for the 135 belt. She was training with me. I had Rose for a few sparring rounds. I had Tisha now coming in for the last couple weeks. Um, So a lot of good girls, a lot of smaller guys that are coming in and sparring with me. That's been great. And every time that we have a sparring that goes wrong or goes good, we go back to the drawing board that night and then the next day. And all we do is drill, 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 drill everything that I screwed up on. So (laughs) It's been great. And I feel like this camp has really just kind of stepped me up. You know, usually at this point in my career, you don't really see that much of a change, maybe like a 1% here and there. But I feel like this one has been a jump and I'm ready to show it in that cage. Awesome. Nice. You said that you're in a a 10 week camp right now. What's your preferred timeline? Is it an eight week camp, 10 week camp? And when do you kind of tail off from like hard sparring, physical sparring and more the weight cut? You know, I don't know what my optimal camp is. Usually, I kind of love these two-week ones that I get every once in a while. <laughs> get in there. I don't even get time you to think. It. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, all right, we fight in two weeks. Let's freaking go. Um, but this one, I've had to think a lot. I think optimal is around eight weeks. I think next time will kind of ease up on that 10-week mark. Um, it's not like we just dove in and killed me the first couple weeks. But we definitely were like, all right, intensity knocked up. The 10 weeks out. 
And uh, what we do is try to kind of go in a little, you know, curve where it's like we start pushing, start pushing about five weeks out is when we start just getting at it. Right. And five to down to the two week mark is just hard, hard push. And this is my last hard week where it's just go, 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 go. Um, and I would say probably yesterday was my hardest, like end of the hardest part of camp. And now I'm going to slowly start dialing back down, but still one more week of hard training. And then it's just focusing on conditioning and the weight cut. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is now I know you've, you've submitted a lot of people in the past, um, rear naked chokes, arm bars. Um, is that kind of the strategy going into this fight or are you working on any other like styles or is your mission kind of just get her to the ground and do your work? You know, I, I always try to make it my mission to just mix everything together and look good with it. I've been working on my striking a ton the last few years. Um, hopefully it showed in most of my fights. And it's kind of the same way here where I'm going to use my striking to set up whatever I see. If a takedown becomes there and I feel good on the ground against her, cool. Of course, I'll go for a submission. Um, but ideally, I'd love to get a TKO in this fight. I'd love to be able to finish it with either ground and pound or on the feet. Um, I find it so much more exhilarating. And maybe it's because I've submitted people so many times. Um, but the ground is kind of where I find the most comfort. You know, that's why in the Jasmine fight that I lost when my eye got hurt, even though wrestling wasn't the smartest move, I was like, let me just get a hold of this person, win or lose, so that I don't get hurt. You know, I couldn't see out of my eye. So I think I just went kind of back to my reset, which is the ground game. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm just as comfortable on the feet as I am on the ground at this point. I feel like my techniques are just about as good in both spots. You know, depending on the fight that people watch, it's always funny watching comments and stuff and they'll be mm. like well Miranda Maverick's just a striker she doesn't have any grappling you know when I fought Aaron Blanchfield and then you know they watch my Leona Jojua fight and they're like all she does is strike has no grappling and <laughs> like all she does is grapple she has no striking and I'm like be quiet if you haven't watched all of it <laughs> yeah you can't win yeah that's funny well I was just wondering I wanted to ask that question so I know where to place my bets um before okay, <laughs> just place uh, them on Good to go. Yeah, yeah. I'll place it on you all day, all day. Um, let's see. Is there? I know you're not looking ahead of this fight. Um, no, nobody should be doing that. But is there anybody like you win this fight? Is there anybody you would be looking forward to like maybe facing after this? Yeah, you know, what's funny is I was looking at that with coaches and management and I will on fight week again and we'll kind of decide who to call out at that point. Uh, but we were looking at like Ariana Lipsky and Kareen Silva, but now they're matched up together. Yeah. And so all that out so that I don't get, you know, eight months down the road, finally a fight again. I'd <laughs> like to fairly fast turnaround instead of this. Uh, what was it? July was my last fight and I've yeah. been sitting right. So I always find that really annoying. I'm like, I wish we get more fights, but it's also a big promotion. A lot of people on the roster. So I get, um, but yeah, no name right now that I can throw out, but be ready in my post-fight interview. I'll have somebody. I'll, I'll, so are you listening. looking to do three fights this year? Oh yeah, at least. I, I like doing three fights a year. And ever since in the UFC, I've basically only had two, you know, on average, which has been really frustrating. Cause I'm like, I like money and I like getting my career where I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So you think this is a win that could probably fast track you, maybe get you ranked a little higher and ultimately, you know, some of these eliminators and get into title contention by the end of the year? I'm hoping so. You know, I they probably won't give me three fights, so I don't know about title contention by the end of the year, but I'm hoping like a solid top ten counting on the top five. So hoping I get up there amongst the names that they're like, Oh, who's gonna hold the title the next year? So hoping I get up there. 
my main focus with this is kind of one step closer to my life goals, which means investing smartly. And to do that, I need to get paid from winning fights. So I plan <laughs> on going in, no matter who it's against. Um, I don't mind who I fight. I don't care if it's unranked, ranked. I just want to be able to be paid for my job and do a good job and keep moving up this ladder. Mm -hmm. uh, whoever they in front of me, I don't say no unless I'm hurt or laying in bed with COVID like it was last time I had to say no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that we want anyone to be hurt, but hopefully there's a couple of withdrawals this year that, that you can sneak into maybe. <laughs> That'll help. No. So you mentioned something right now that I thought was very interesting about investing. As a fighter, you know, your career is short-lived. The money comes in. Once you're done, it's over. There's very little unless you're training or anything like that. So how did you learn so early in your career to actually look past the fight game and actually invest in your future? Yeah, I've been looking at this since before I was ever in the fight game. You know, I luckily was raised by a dad who's very financially like smart. Um, he doesn't take the huge risks himself anymore because he has a family to raise and we have a ranch back in Missouri we're trying to keep a hold of. But he's very smart about the whole look at the prize at the end of it, right? Like the fight is just one aspect of my career. And I've known that from the very beginning where man, I could get hurt any day and it could be over. And a lot of fighters just don't look past it. And you see, I would say 90% of fighters who retire that just become assistant coaches at some local gym and never make it past a minimum living, you know, and it's really sad to see. And then you see the big, huge names, which every fighter at the beginning thinks they're going to be, you know, they're like, oh, I'm the next McGregor. And I'm like, mm, there's only a couple of those out there. It's really hard to make a lot of money just fighting. Even they have like their liquor on the side or their hot sauce on the side or whatever. Now I got my pickle business on the side, right? <laughs> like uh, we all have to have something have to go on beyond that and look beyond yourself as just a fighter you're not just a fighter you never will be and you could get hurt at any moment and there's at least a year that you're out even if it's a fairly small injury or something you can come back from and when my eye surgery happened when I was supposed to make my debut that's when I was like all right this all has to change because I've been taking this all for granted like they told me I'd never fight again I'd never have kids I'd never do this I'd never do that because of the pressure on my eyes and I was like screw this like I've got to find something in life that I'm going after and make that the goal to where any day I want to quit fighting can, even though I don't want to. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now with the eye injury now, um, did you have any kind of corrective surgeries with that? Oh yeah. So I had both my retinas torn two days mm -hmm. before I made my UFC debut in June of 2020. They told me, um, Hey, you're going to have to go see a specialist. It's way in morning, Friday morning. I'm cutting weight. Like I'm at 127. I think I have one pound to go. And we woke up super early, go to this specialist for retinas. And she's like, and she's like, yeah, both your retinas are torn. I can't let you fight. And I was like, what? Like, how, what are you talking about? I can see fine. And she's like, well, they're in your peripheral vision. If you don't get emergency surgery, you might go blind in both eyes. Like we can't even approve you to fly back home. And I was like, wow. what? the pressure and the difference in elevation. And I basically told him, screw you and still flew home. But uh, my dad ended up flying out to Virginia for my first eye surgery. And then my mom for the second one. And I had my first one on my birthday of turning 23. So uh, that was kind of a, a funny new step, right? But my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, took me to three different states to find a surgeon who would finally say, hey, we can fix this and we can let you fight. Um, we went to three different surgeons before we found one that could get me a decent surgery. And all the ones before that were like, get fighting out of your mind. That will never happen. No more athletic activities your entire life, basically. 
I had one that told me I'd never be able to have kids because the pressure on my eyes would ruin the air bubble they were going to put in. Like it was an absolute disaster. Like I was so depressed, so down, never had that point of just in my life. You know, I thought my life was basically over. And when we finally found a surgeon who had worked on children's eyes before and, and put new retinas in for them, she was like, I can make this happen. Can't promise that I can improve you to fight, but we're going to do the best we can. And from uh, July 1st, which is when I got my first eye surgery to October, can't even remember when it was, October 20th, I think was my UFC debut. I was healed and ready to go. So it was amazing. Now, are there some states that you're not allowed to fight in? Because I know like the state of New York, I believe, doesn't allow you to fight after retina surgery. I'm not sure. Um, I guess I'll cross <laughs> that. Bit, but so far, it's only been the case if there was something still wrong. I get an eye exam every time I fight, which is different from most fighters. And I always get an eye exam right after to check it up because like my Jasmine fight, I had an optical concussion. I am very prone and more at risk to injuries to my eyes than most girls, which is why like my fight against Priscilla when she's reaching up for my eyeballs. We told the, the referee in the back, we're like, listen, my eyes cannot get poked like especially somebody clawing at it i was like it may ruin my entire career like this cannot happen he was very good at watching out for it but we're very careful in sparring um when i do get poked in the eye it usually makes me go blind for temporary uh so it sucks so <laughs> i'm hoping wow. that fight but if it does you know i've had it happen in rounds where i've just had to keep going and grind it out and that's kind of what happened with the jasmine fight as i was too scared to say anything to my corners because i was afraid they'd bring a doctor in there and stop it and i've never been finished in a fight and i don't freaking plan on <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> that's that's wild i mean yeah i mean you definitely have to think like long term and i i guess that's why you have like the side hustles and you're thinking about the future it's like you never know but um... well i have to my family that if I have to have another retina surgery, I will not fight anymore. That is the family because every time I get it, if people look up the stats, if I have to get it a second time, it's likely, I think there's a chance in each eye I could be blind permanently. So it's just uh, not worth it. Like this, no. this career is wonderful. I love it. I, I feel like it's a potential that I'm trying to reach and an ability I've been given by God. But at the same time, at some point, you got to walk away. It's not worth my health when I want to be a mother and have other yeah. things. Wow. Do you, um not to shift gears completely, but do you have any like pre-fight superstitions that you do? Like any like routines or anything that you do? No, I don't believe in that at all. Nah, like yeah. I things at all. I do pray before I fight every time. My dad is the person who always leads it. Even if he's not there at my fights, we call him in the locker room and my whole team uh, does a prayer with me. Um, but that's basically it. You know, I do my routine warm up, but that doesn't have anything to do with superstitions. It just yeah. has to do with me for my training, the exact same way I warm up for my fights. And I go in there and my dad usually is like, you're Miranda Maverick, go in there and be a Maverick. And that's basically it. I love it. I love it. Do you, um, um, crap, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Well, what's your favorite like walkout song or what's your current walkout song? My current one is the Top Gun theme. It has been for the last few <laughs> Actually, uh, if anybody's familiar with the Casting Crowns band, which is a Christian band, they actually like wrote a song for me, like changed one of their songs, Only Jesus, to be more rocky because I'm in the 80s. <laughs> so I walked out to that my first two fights. It never got aired, and I figured it might be because of the whole religious bias. So uh... it, oh, it sucks. I was like, forget it. I'm going to go full Top Gun. And so I wear my sunglasses. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. 
every time. That's great. So if you could have anyone walk out with you to, with a, for a fight, would it be uh, Goose or Maverick? <laughs> sure, of course. I mean, Goose is dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> be Miles Teller, I guess, maybe. Right. Maybe his son, right? Yeah, yeah. That works. I don't know from a personal level, so I'd probably ask for Miles Teller before him. <laughs> I heard you might be taller than Tom Cruise, though. That five, three and a half. Five, three and a half. It might get me up. You you... <laughs> the worst Jack Reacher to ever live. It got aired as Jack Reacher. It was so funny to me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I've, I've actually uh, just finished the new one, uh, the new Reacher. Um, but yeah, okay. he's he's definitely more of a man than uh, I would say. What was that? Did you read the books ever? I did not, know. TV shows are corny, right? But yeah. they're based books the books are great i read them as a teenager growing up and you know it's like oh this guy's like six four and he's huge nobody can mess with him and then when they had tom cruise play as him for the jack reacher movie i was like what you know i was so mad at the whole movie (laughs) read about it the entire crew was below five nine so that he could look bigger in the in the film which is hilarious to me. And so now this new Reacher, Alan Richardson or whatever, yeah. it's like, it's corny, but at least they got somebody to match the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he is very uh, muscular to say the least. <laughs> I don't know what he was taking or what he was doing, but he's huge for that role, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see, do you, um, so you're doing some of the some stuff in the card industry, right? Are you doing like breaks still and stuff like that? Or like what kind of got you into that? Yeah, so Monday and Friday nights, I do uh, breaks for UFC Sports Card Group on Facebook. So if you guys aren't already on it, go check it out. Everybody does like within trading within that group. And then I just go live and I basically break boxes all the way from like select hobby boxes to optic boxes, immaculate, whatever is kind of the trend for that week. And I go through and break it. What got me involved in it um, was actually my dad. So I didn't know I had cards out there. I didn't even know about collector cards. I've never been the kid who collected anything. Like, I didn't know what any of that stuff was. And my dad, I guess, looks me up quite often, right? And he goes, hey, have you seen these new collector cards on on eBay? That His voice doesn't sound like that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, I saw these on there. I want to start collecting all your cards. So if you can buy some for gifts for me or whatever, I'd love to start collecting. I'm going to start looking into it too. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have to look into what this is. Same day, I get like two messages on Instagram. They're like, oh, I got one of your cards. So random, like all these people at once. So I guess it's when the cards got released, right? And uh, I started looking into it and asking them what the different colors meant and what this meant, how much they were worth. And the more I get into the card industry, the more card my cards are worth because I'm invested into the industry, of yeah. course, um, which is pretty cool. But I just started collecting for my dad. And then I had a couple people reach out to me to do a like live presence while they were doing a break. And then somebody reached out to me, part of the UFC sports card group, and they were like, could we hire you to do breaks? Could you come down here live and do it with us? And uh, down to Florida and Naples, Florida did like a live break with them in person and then started basically working for them. And now I break and it's a pretty good group to be a part of. Like usually you have fans and there's probably like a 30% just weirdo group. Right. But (laughs) out of them, it's like they've all been super respectful, super great, very supportive of everything from my pickle business to my gear. (laughs) 
I've done a lot of auctions and that's what they were supportive of at first actually is after my last fight, um, I did an auction for a child trafficking and survivors and a jujitsu program involved with that. And they really jumped in. Like people were giving away cards for it, um, auctioning off cards to support the cause. So it was really amazing to start getting involved with that, that group. Cool. That is awesome. I'm i I'm in that group. Um, I'm a big card guy, so I have a ton of cards. I'm, I'm selling cards and stuff. I actually think I probably have one of yours. I could look, but, um, uh, I, I do have some Uf, UFC cards and I'm pretty sure you're in there. So <laughs> nothing fancy though, was, probably just a base. What but. was that moment like when you actually held your first trading card in person and saw it? Like, what was that like feeling? I don't even know how to explain it. It's inspirational from a standpoint, you know, like I know that I inspire people, but to see others inspired by me kind of keeps that trend going. You know, it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's quite as heartfelt as when I see like there was a little girl last year that dressed up as me for Halloween. Like there's no, that there's just none, but the cards themselves, I'm like reading the back and stuff. And I'm like, wow, like this is going to be awesome to one day. sew my grandkids, that's what goes through my head. Right. And I'm like, just imagine like showing them a picture of me, 80, like decrepit walking. (laughs) This is what your grandpa. (laughs) They're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) That's not you. (laughs) I'll be like, back in my days. (laughs) Uh, that's funny um uh, my grandson someday you know i'm gonna be like come here we're gonna yeah. go at it, it <laughs> anthony you got anything else otherwise i'll do wrapping around the questions yeah, so i have a question as well as like your preference in fighting do you like fighting i know you're kind of on the prelims for this card um but do you like fighting in the big arena or do you enjoy like the apex where you feel like just you know that select group's like right on top of the action That's a great question. I get asked that a lot, actually. There's two answers to it. The side of me is purely an athlete, not like a celebrity of any type, not seeking exposure. I love the apex because I can hear everything my coach is saying. I can hear everything their coach is saying. And I'm pretty good at the fight IQ in terms of, oh, I heard what you said. I'm waiting for that. And I'm going to react with this. So I really like it. And it doesn't feel as just everything's happening go you know and even though i perform well under pressure usually i like that kind of silent we get to leave without being bombarded get to go back to the hotel chill but then there's the aspect of the fan base where it's just like man these are the people who allow me to do this sport these are the people who make this a sport right so i love being in front of them getting to perform in front of them feeling that energy whether it's the big booze from canada like (laughs) last time i went or whether it's a bunch of cheering i love it either way so I'd say that I would go with the fans, but if it weren't for the aspect of the sport, I would love the apex. Nice. Yeah. I, I, it is always like interesting, just the environment when you're watching like the apex fights. Um, and a- Anthony, <laughs> Anthony knows some people there. So I'm hoping one day to go watch a, watch a fighting person at the apex. That'd be fun. <laughs> what sound like you just hear. Ooh, like every punch sounds like it's gonna kill somebody and everybody's like oh and i'm like yeah it didn't even hurt but it made a smack sound so everybody's just dying yeah. and that's something my coach is very loud and uh he's like i guess if you can influence the judges by yelling and that's why you'll hear <laughs> some fighters kick or hit like or hey you know like they're like whether it hits good or not you might as well scream and make it sound like it <laughs> Who do you like seeing uh, your intro better, Bruce Buffer or Joe Martinez? Oh, Bruce Buffer. Like, no, nothing, nothing mean. 
to Martinez, but I mean, who would say anything other than Bruce Buffer? I need to find them and talk to them and have a serious life conversation. Bruce <laughs> was, I'm going to text uh, you after this. I'm going to text <laughs> you after this. It's over. Bruce was one of our first interviews on this podcast, and he did our like intro for our intro song. It's pretty sweet. So um, wow. Bruce awesome. has a soft spot in my heart. He's he's a good guy. He's <laughs> so awesome. Like you know, you see these people on television, you're like, mm, they're probably like snotty, like what? And yep. some are. Yeah. But like, Anik and him both were so nice to me when I had my debut in Abu Dhabi. When I finally had my debut, they were like on the plane sitting in front of me and behind me and were chatting it up with me and asking me all these questions and took a picture with me. And Bruce and him are both out there exercising and stuff. And I was like, this is pretty awesome. Like you two rock. Cool. And had a whole conversation with me on the way back because I fought on the last filing card that year, like when they kind of closed it down. So everybody, like all the staff was coming back. And I remember I had like DC right behind me and beside me and then like john anik was sitting in front of me and bruce buffer was behind me and i was wow. like i don't know about this seat but i'm pretty excited <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome <laughs> some good conversation there <laughs> awesome well the last couple minutes here um we're gonna do a rapid round of questions um it's just you, most of them are either ors or like favorites things like that so we'll try to keep it fun um brats or burgers mm, burgers Burgers. Okay. Uh, beers are hard alcohol. I don't drink. Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, I'm like, I don't, I don't think you drink. So alcohol though. So I'm sorry. I'm really dissing on your That's whole fine. podcast. That's fine. We'll take it. <laughs> it's not the first time. I can't do the, be- I just, I don't yeah. know. Listen, <laughs> like- <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll accept it. Um, Christmas or Halloween. I think I know Christmas. this answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, breakfast or dinner. Ooh, breakfast for dinner. Ooh, I do like that. Um, what's your favorite food? Ooh, chocolate. Chocolate. Well, that takes care of one of my uh, upcoming questions. I was going to ask you chocolate <laughs> or, or like hard candy, but chocolate, obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, Android or iPhone? iPhone. Still yet to find somebody who has an Android. <laughs> I'm the only one. Do you get annoyed when you do you get annoyed when you see the green bubble? No. So my dad and my brother had had an Android at least for a long time. My dad still does. And the only reason it's frustrating is like you can't send pictures, which is part of iPhone's whole scheme, right? Yeah. Like scam. They're like, you have to buy everything iPhone or nothing's gonna yeah. work. Yeah. I'm like, you monopolizing jerks. That's why, but that's why I hate iPhones. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, it's like they do have a lot of great features that make things work better, all the way from their QR code stuff that they started with to better pictures usually, which I know Google Pixels and stuff is coming up. But it's like now that I'm stuck with iPhone, I might as well stick with it. You know, like it's hard to change back. All right. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, TV shows or movies? Uh, hmm. TV shows. Uh, Batman or Superman? Superman. Crunchy peanut butter or creamy? Crunchy. Uh, what's <laughs> what's your? Uh, do you have a favorite venue to fight in? Say like besides like Apex or anything or anywhere you've been. I haven't had enough to to really pick one. You know, Abu mm-hmm. Dhabi was pretty cool, but just because it was my first time fighting, I had never been out of the U.S. We were in this awesome hotel. Everybody 
treated you like you were a god or goddess out there, which was kind of cool. But uh, I haven't had the chance to be able to say like, oh, this is my favorite venue because 90% of my fights have been in Vegas. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Salt Lake's cool though. They had an awesome crowd in Salt Lake, so I'll give them that. Um, Do you have a favorite fighter to watch? Hmm. I have a few, but uh, Michael Chandler is actually one of my favorite to watch. So really looking forward to that fight versus McGregor and yeah. rooting for rooting for Chandler. I'm, I'm rooting so, for him so as wait, well. Is that like a little a little secret? It was is that the main event for 300? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about the secrets and stuff. I thought that was already scheduled. Yeah, I thought they already talked about that. Maybe it's yeah. not all oh, that. I know they were talking. They were going to release the whole card um, on his Instagram. On Dana's Instagram, but I thought they already talked about that though. Yeah, so I, I think the main event I think was like the last to be announced. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I think that uh, the Chandler versus McGregor is already scheduled. I thought it was a main event for a different um, number, actually. Okay. But I I could be wrong. I I just don't remember. I saw it on social media though, because that's always so credible. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> it was probably on Anthony's social media. Yeah. <laughs> um what's your uh do you have a dream place to vacation or or mm. a favorite place you've been i love going back to the ranch back home uh it's my favorite place to go anytime i get time um my family's not the vacation type we're like you might as well make your life to where every day is a vacation so live where you want to be and make it the way that you want it and that's kind of how i am i don't mind a beach though beaches are nice I just don't like people enough to uh, want to stay there long term, but it's really nice to get out there in the warmth and, and sit there, not have to worry about anything. But I have a very overactive mind and always worry about everything. And I'm always trying to get stuff done. So it doesn't work out like too it. well for me. I like it. Uh, are you a Chiefs fan? Mm, I don't watch any other sports, okay. but uh, any kind of combat sports, but I am from Missouri. So I yeah. guess I have to, uh, I guess go Chiefs. My husband was like, who <laughs> Or in the Super Bowl, do you know anything about that? And I was like, I know enough that I know what teams it is. I guess we're going with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know you're from there, so I was like, maybe you're a fan. I'm like, I don't know if you watch, but um, that's all right. I tickets to it or something, but um, I've never really. I don't have time. I don't have time as it is to barely watch fights. So, fish uh, <laughs> one day, one day maybe. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, we appreciate you coming on. It was it was great to to get to uh, learn a little bit more about your career and to meet you and uh, best of luck with your fight coming up. Um, we're gonna watch you uh, obviously win, call out your next opponent, and we'll be uh, we'll be posting about this uh, very soon here. Okay. Sweet. If you don't mind, I'm gonna do my shameless plugs. Do it. All right. If you guys don't know. I have prowlerpickles.com where you guys can order pickles online. I know it's so random. UFC fighter making pickles, but I do. And I have 10 different flavors working on 11 right now. I'll have barbecue pickles online within the next week. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so go check out prowlerpickles.com. I can ship them anywhere in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and message me even if other places. I've already shipped some to the U.K. So just message me if you want me to do that. And I also have fearthemaverick.net if you guys want to get shirts, hats, uh, autographed gloves, anything to support me for my fight. I also have kids clothing on there, too. Hell yeah. Awesome. What That's about the great. social channels? Where can they follow you? At fearthemaverick on everything. So go follow me. Uh, like my pages. Support. Invite other people to like the pages. That's the best way to uh, support small business. So go check it out.
I love it. Well, thank you so much, Miranda. Best of luck at your fight coming up. Um, we'll be cheering you on, all right? Thank you so much, guys. Have a all good right, night. Take, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.